0: Welcome back to another episode of Living My Breastless Life. I'm your host HPG. Today we have my occasional co-host Martha. We're going to talk about why she's not been so occasional in this episode, our move, some life updates, and each of us share a tip for folks who are moving. I want to give a shout out to Paint Creek Digital who helped me create my website. So go check out www.accordingtohpg.com. Let's go. Welcome to Living My Breastless Life podcast. I'm your host, HPG. In season two, you'll continue to hear about how we can heal no matter what we go through, some tips and truths for self-improvement, and some little nuggets of wisdom for finding yourself on your path. I'll be hosting some mini sods, interviewing some awesome guests, and of course some episodes with my occasional co-host, Martha. So let's go. So we moved. Woo!
1: Through a whole new, I wouldn't call it city. But a whole new municipality.
0: That's a big word.
1: I'm not even sure if it's accurate.
0: I've heard it referred to as a township. So we started talking about moving more intentionally in 2020. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there were some factors that slowed that process down. So let's talk about what sped it up.
1: Okay. Well, in some ways, one of the same factors, at least, um, covid
0: Yeah, we got COVID at the beginning of the year, we both did.
1: You had just launched your podcast, I was um, gonna change jobs, I was in between jobs actually, I tested positive the night before I was supposed to start and we had had a really rough little season there personally uh, in our family and then we got locked down in the house for the millionth time.
0: Yeah. I had resigned from my position and was going to work a long notice and had to call in sick for the first week in years, so it was wildly inconvenient it was also really bad, like we felt terrible
1: yeah i I was not well, I didn't have energy and and I was just also just sad. And, you know, I guess in the midst of a bunch of upheaval anyway, why not?
0: Right? (laughs) All or nothing Alice over here. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember sitting on our old front porch thinking, like, this has to be our last quarantine in a thousand square feet.
1: Yeah. You had been there, of course, through working from home and cancer and all the bunches and bunches of you spent a couple of years just inside those square feet so yeah it was time to bust out
0: right bust out betty what happens when you lock me up for three years yeah we definitely needed more space and i think that covid was the catalyst for a lot of change for a lot of people and it most certainly was a big factor and while we decided to move, I think, quicker than we had anticipated.
1: Yeah, you know, it was a great place um, that we had, and we were super lucky to have it, but the moment that I moved in, it was outgrown. And then we had a child, and she continued to grow, so it was tight in there.
0: Yeah, it really was we lived in a town home and we had no yard and we were literally like six feet from neighbors so we wanted something more spacious and something without an hoa
1: and the market where we were just wasn't we weren't gonna find that within a affordability you know this we had always kind of planned the general area of this township because it's close to some good friends and your mom and closer to a lot of other people that we love and it's a pretty area but just made it happen one day when that had not been the plan immediate plan
0: yeah i was gonna chat with the realtor to talk about like the process and kind of share some things that we were looking for in a home in the area and the next thing That I knew, we knew. Yeah, we had a realtor and pre-approved by Sunday. Weekend,
1: over the phone, make it happen, Heather.
0: Right? Those are Google facts, as my bestie would say. What do you think the most stressful part of the move was?
1: I got really stressed when people weren't doing things the way that I thought they should, which happened a good bit and I don't mean you, uh, I mean the other people that you have zero control or influence over who are outside of your family and, um, any other relationships that you've got. Um, that's the most stressful, I think. And, you know, on both sides of the deal, like the You know, you're looking for cooperation out of the person you're purchasing from, and they're uh, the purchase person purchasing from us was like demanding AF. Um, She wanted, you know, us to warm the toilet seat, you know, before she got there. (laughs) And uh, good lordy, it's just a lot. It felt like all give and no and take or whatever a lot
0: of times. Yeah. I know when I was making the list for this podcast, I noticed that the stressful parts were starting to outweigh the positives. But Some of the stressful parts for me is when the first offer fell through. Mm-hmm. And then we made an offer on the house that we currently live in without having an offer on the house that we lived in. That created a extreme feeling of urgency on our parts.
1: Yeah. And it still took a while. And that then you get in the crunch of really like wanting to just shake people (laughs) into doing what you want. You know, that was rough.
0: Yeah. I think what it highlighted for me is like looking at things like a game. Like maybe I could make that my twenty twenty four word. No, probably not. It's a bad idea. But in certain stressful situations, like looking at it as a game is not a bad idea. True. Kind of hard to look at something like a game when it is the roof over your head.
1: But I do think that we did a good job, especially after we lost the first deal, which honestly I hadn't thought of since you've mentioned talking about this on the podcast. Like, because we really liked that house. It felt good, and then they accepted, and then they just, like, it was not cool what happened. Um, But that happened, and so it kind of set the precedent that, like, okay, we're going to get there, but it's, we, even if stuff falls through, we're going to find our place that's, like, what we want and that did happen and here we are.
0: I think that also like when you have your house staged to show and our daughter was two, you don't think about how strenuous it is to get a two-year-old out the door with like eight minutes notice and like the length of time it takes to get a toddler's shoes on is probably eight minutes in and of itself.
1: And like not to mention that you were doing that almost all the time on your own when I was at work at a very short notice in the middle of nap time and stuff like that, and that you were, even though you were feeling a lot better, you were still having some serious pain and um, healing and going on. So um, plus the COVID. <laughs>
0: I remember, like, after I started feeling better, I was, like, recording guests for the podcast. Of Like, that's when I started cleaning the house. And, like, I think you mentioned earlier, like, well, clean the whole house. We might as well move.
1: Yep. Yeah. You were on it. I mean, I don't even know how to tell about it, but you had no chill.
0: No, no. I don't know that I've had a lot of chill this entire year. And I was on what they like to call one. But it happened.
1: It did. Very thankful. If it weren't for your lack of chill, it wouldn't have happened.
0: See, that's where our weaknesses can be our strengths sometimes. True. What do you think some positives have been?
1: I think it was good to, like, one, clean the house. And two, like, we were more spontaneous in terms of coming out here and looking at properties and stuff. You know, usually we're very routine than we would have done the, our normal thing on the weekends, but it was kind of cool to be running around, you know, looking at houses. That's fun anyway. It's pro- more fun probably when you're not really on that one. But anyway, that was kind of cool. Uh, we know that Piper loves going to the hotel and getting excited to the point that we could, but it's truly to be in our new house and settled or I feel settled um, you know though we're not it's not decor wise a hundred percent there and I haven't done what I wanted to do in the garage yet, but um, to just have this be our new home and be here and we've got. All the space that we need, and then some, and be able to like just go in the yard with Piper, like feel safe and privacy, and uh, like have some privacy, and um, you know, growing flowers, even though June bugs have enjoyed them maybe more than we have. (laughs) Um, You know, it's just really a different feeling from. Being in, like, right next to our neighbors, which I like a lot about that, actually, Um, in the townhouse, you know, right on top of people. That's not the ickiest thing, but to have our own space that's safe and comfortable and ours and we can breathe and. You know, if Piper has a tantrum, you don't worry that someone's going to call the CPS. <laughs> um,
0: I'm not terribly worried about that. Yeah.
1: No, I know, of course not. But she's three, and she's she's like a three year old. So I'm just playing, really. Um, but not to be, you know, um, truly like thinking somebody hears a f- cry in the night or stuff like that. I'm just glad to be here, you know.
0: That is true. Yeah, that is very true. So let's take a little break. Feel free to let us know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch by heading over to According to HPG on Instagram. And be sure to tell your friends about the show. There was a time when I thought I could record, edit, and publish everything myself. As soon as this left me very little time for anything else, I started to lose the standard of quality I was used to. Then I found Jay. In less than a day, the show went from so-so to amazing. Don't sacrifice quality for mediocrity. Check out the podcast mechanic and take your sound to the next level. Connect with Jay today at the Podcast Mechanic on Instagram. Let him know HPG sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. I think some of the positives have been you know, having the space and not living on top of people. It's not so much the noise for me, it's the, the privacy part. Like, if you're having a really rotten day and you're trying to get in your car and get from A to B and somebody's, like, three feet from you, it's just, it can get a little bothersome. Or, like, if you're trying to get your kid in the car and your kid is obviously, like, our kid is obviously like resisting the car seat like throwing a tantrum turning into little wheezy just whee- <laughs> and then people are like hey how's your day and you're like this is, I just want to say like this is a bad time to talk to a mom but I don't so I like the fact that we have more privacy more so than the noise and you know I was about to become that old lady that put a sign in our yard that's like don't play on my lawn at our old house yeah so i would try to go outside and take a breather and there would be like eight kids play it in that like eight by eight square of grass that we had
1: well i that was really on your nerves like probably from this last summer too you know like for a long time because as it does you know a neighborhood where you're neighbors are very close like and there's a lot more of them that changes and we had had a lot more running other people's yards kids moving
0: <laughs> yeah I think the, the most annoying part of that was like when they would play around our car and I would think nobody was out there and then like somebody would pop up around the hood of the car or like you're trying to back up and there's like six kids like maybe ten inches from your bumper I mean that's mm-hmm. just stressful
1: Absolutely.
0: So, to highlight the more positives, let's say I just went on a negative tangent about other people's children. I, we do have a lot more space inside and outside. And, like, the there, we have no neighbors on one side. And on the other side, it's like the back of people's houses at a distance.
1: And we got, like, so much more just hominess, you know, like so much more art up and books out and um, you know, just cozier in that sense than our cozy in the size sense previous house. So yeah. That's cool.
0: Definitely. I think that you know, Piper having more room to play and like we're adjusting to living in the country and <laughs> we don't live three minutes from target which has to be better for us financially yeah and i mean that really i'm talking to myself because that's me i'm the one that went to target as part of my mental health right
1: Yep, and i think we've only been to target once or maybe two times since we moved
0: that's huge that's huge for me We've been able to go on more dates because I found us a babysitter. We went to New York City. That
1: was awesome.
0: Yeah, we saw Pink and Brandy Carlisle. What was your favorite part of that concert?
1: Uh, when they sang together, nothing compares to you. Because um, it was it was right that week after Sinead O'Connor died, and because Brandy was you know it kind of felt like brand like when we had thought about or like oh or i had thought about it, i was like they're gonna be performing together <laughs> then you know even though like pink and brandy carlisle are on the same like level or whatever in my mind like really brandy was the opening act which was awesome but also like I was a little bit disappointed because I had been making up that one scenario in my head. So my favorite part was when Brandy did come back out and they sang that together, was awesome.
0: Yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah, my favorite part was definitely when they sang Nothing Compares to You. That song came out in 1990. I was 10, and I think it made my 10-year-old heart really happy because I obsessively listened to that song on repeat. I know you're not surprised. And, fun fact, do you know that Prince wrote that song? No, you do. Now the listeners do, if they didn't know.
1: They might have already known, but not me.
0: This is the things that live rent-free in my head, and also why I'm, like, a really good um, music trivia player, and I really enjoy beating you on that. Anywho. I
1: I know you do. I loved going to New York with you, though. It was really awesome to have a just us vacation which i don't think we've had since our honeymoon
0: yeah that was almost seven years ago
1: yeah and uh like just going around the city see you know just cool and fun great had a great time
0: it was we went to stonewall that was really cool
1: yeah and you maybe you can put up the, your picture when you're posing with the statues out there
0: oh yeah it's a good idea yeah. yeah, it was really moving to see that. I don't think I had seen that when I went to New York the first time. So what are we looking forward to? Now that we've moved, we're adjusting into life in a whole new little township. What are you looking forward to?
1: Um well, just keep kind of growing into this space really personally. Um, you know, learn more about how to deal with the Yard, you know the flowers and plants and and all that stuff, um, and really keep making it our own.
0: Yeah, I have a I don't have a green thumb, so but I'll be happy to research anything that you need for that. Um, I'm looking forward to the fall, which is nothing new. That's every year, especially when it gets really hot, like it is now. And decorating with no restrictions because we don't have an HOA. I'm making lots of great memories here and never moving again.
1: Yeah, I'm not planning on it anytime soon. Uh, Oh,
0: you're not? Well, that's good because we're not doing it.
1: Maybe one day when, like, Piper's in college or something, but probably not. Yeah,
0: she can do all that. Negotiating and coordinating and planning. Although I'm really good at all three of those things, but I think that was a whole lot of... Um, a whole lot of that for months.
1: You are, and we're we're gonna keep being here. But if anyone probably catches the bug to move to somewhere else, I'm gonna guess it it would be you.
0: Huh? That's interesting. I don't know. Possibly. You know. I'll. Add. So, what tip would you give for someone who is moving?
1: Um. I try to think about this and, you know, try to, I guess, work with trusted people and build the best communication with them that you can. I think is pr- probably going to be the top one.
0: Yeah. This won't surprise you, but mine are pretty specific. I think that the process needs to be explained upfront and the boundaries need to be set at the beginning. Yeah. I think knowing what to expect is really important when you're working with someone or like a loose idea of what to expect. Yeah. And my biggest tip is ask the closing attorneys if they wire money. That is my biggest tip. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: <laughs> Although it's 2023, some do not. Yep. Yeah. And had I known to ask that up front, it would have cut out a lot of stress.
1: Yeah. It's all that last-minute freak-out stuff, you know?
0: Yeah. And it wouldn't have been an issue had we not moved 100 miles. hmm You know, that's a that's a lot of last-minute. And with a two-year-old and a cat, you know, it's, there's limited flexibility when everything you own on a moving track and you have a two-year-old and a cat and you're living in a hotel.
1: And you're, I mean, yeah, I won't say any more, but agreed.
0: Yeah. Those are my tip. The number one tip is to ask if your attorney's office wires money. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. The move explains why you haven't been on as my occasional co-host, because we have been extremely busy.
1: Yeah, we've been doing a million adjustments, uh, I guess as usual, but... Uh, a lot of different stuff and you've been just busting this out with no occasional co-hosting from me. So I'm glad to be trying to get back in it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Living My Breastless Life. Head over to Instagram and follow According to HPG to stay connected to the show. Go get your mammograms.